We all need a shot of encouragement to keep us going. A new beginning with Greg Laurie is sure to help in your journey of faith. Hear it twice daily. Details at vision.org.au. A biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. This is 2020 on Vision. An interesting way to frame a conversation today because we're going to be talking about men and eagles. What do you think men and eagles have in common? Well, some will say they're great hunters. Others might say eagles have a way of balancing aggression with gracefulness. Eagles have become quite an emblem of courage, of faithfulness, commitment to family and endurance. In fact, the Bible mentions eagles in both the Old and New Testaments over 30 times, often in the context of portraying God's power. Well, we're focusing on men today with one of our nation's best-loved authors, Cole Stringer. His new book is called Marakai, a book for men with a focus on the life of an eagle, displaying the qualities that godly men might aspire to. Cole Stringer has written over 40 books. He's among Australia's best-selling authors. He was raised in the Northern Territory. His father was a professional hunter. And I'm saying that because not only does he write those historic Christian books that you might know him for, like 800 Horsemen or Fighting Mackenzie, but he's also an award-winning writer on fishing, hunting and wildlife. Cole Stringer, special welcome back to 2020. Thank you. Who are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) I'm talking about you. I could say a whole lot more too, but we'd take up the whole hour just with an introduction. So always good to have you back in the studio, Cole. It's good to be here too, thank you. You know, if we're going to talk about men and eagles, uh, good to talk about your hunting career or your father's hunting and your own interest in wildlife. Um, Give us a little, in a nutshell, because, you know, raised in the Northern Territory, that's normal life, isn't it? Well, actually, I was raised in South Australia, but we moved to the Northern Territory in the 60s. So, But uh, I've always loved wildlife. But, uh, you know, I guess just sort of I, I, I loved Steve Irwin. Steve Irwin for Prime Minister. Yep. <laughs> I, was very, I was devastated when he, when he died. But I, I've always done a gun shop in Darwin before we were in ministry, guns and fishing. It's always been in our life, in our family. I was, hey, I've had a gun since I was probably 10 years old. That'll... All the greenies out there. <laughs> but you can't change it. Paul says, I am what I am. By the grace of God, you can't change it. I love guns, always love guns. And uh, so we started the gun shop, fishing tackle shop. And eventually we, I sold that and started doing photography, wildlife, uh, taking people out, doing, you know, safaris, wildlife photography. And uh, I love eagles, you know. And it bothers me greatly that there's so much untruths that's preached about eagles which is total fallacy but anyway and i've actually sent books to people i said don't say that i mean that's not true and do you want people you know anyway but anyway sounds, sounds good <laughs> we might hold a thought on that and come back to it because yeah yeah a lot of people like to talk about eagles um and uh, you'll be presenting here as a little bit of an authority on eagles because, uh, you know, you're talking about some of the character qualities that you might glean, uh, yeah. you know, in that sense uh, uh, from, uh, you know, the, ma- the majesty of an eagle and yeah. how we might be able to see some of those things in, in masculine character in, uh, uh, in particularly. But before we get into that, some, you know, let's keep talking about you for a moment here because, you know, wildlife has been one of your 
um, you know, one of your loves, and you actually wrote, uh, or you actually had a book called On Eagle's Wings. Now, that was more a photography? That Was that your photography? No, no, a lot of it is, but also a lot of artwork from internationally known. Uh, but um, it, and it's not about wildlife. It's actually eagles in relation to scripture. Okay, e- eagles in scripture. That's why you yeah. can send that book on and say, hey, this is uh, an expression of eagles in scripture. Now, we can't go further. We're talking about wildlife a little bit today, but we yep. can't go any further without talking about your shark fishing endeavours <laughs> because you won a Swedish gold medal for a world record shark capture. I did. Uh, give us uh, just an, in a nutshell, uh, tell us the story again. Uh, 12 metre, oh, 12 metre, 12 foot. <laughs> <laughs> I must be a politician. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I tell you, uh, we could be a little, little bit of uh, exaggeration <laughs> today. <laughs> a 12, 12 foot, 2 metre hammerhead shark. And I captured it on 20-pound line, which is, what, about 9 kilos, 8 kilos, something like that, line. And, uh, hey, it took me, what, two or three hours to get it in. And um, I, we almost lost my brother-in-law over the side when he was trying to put a tail rope on it and a gaff it. But, uh, yeah, anyway, so that's where it came about, out in, in, in the Northern Territory, yes. Do men have anything in common with sharks? <laughs> <laughs> I know if you all the sharks all the sharks aren't in the water. <laughs> exactly. Hey, uh, let's talk about eagles. Um, the essence of your book, um, Marakai, ruler of the sky, courage, faithfulness, endurance. Uh, you've written this book and more focused on men. Yeah. Well, um, I've always. I've had a heart for men that aren't really absorbed in the church. Maybe they're maybe they're not saved, but they're in a relation. Their 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 spouse is saved. They come to church. I, I, we had them in our own church, you know. And so, how do you get them more into the church? Because a lot of men think that the church is really for women and old ladies. And you know, how do you actually get an Aussie bloke into the church? I mean, hey. Have a look at the ladies' meetings. They're packed out, but it's hard to get men into a men's meeting. You know, they're a lot smaller. Uh, so um, I love a place in the Territory called Corroboree, Corroboree Billabong. It's about 15 kilometres long, been going there for years and years, and there's about 20-odd sea eagles that nest along there. So uh, over a period of time, not only photographing them, but I actually started to climb up into their nests and photograph the babies, the young So it really started me off a lot on some of the characteristics, some of the things I even saw. Uh, To give you an example, after Cyclone Tracy, I'd lost my house uh, to Cyclone Tracy. So we were staying or living in a place looking over Francis Bay. You could see crocodiles from the balcony. But I remember one one time, and I was a bit depressed. I'd lost my house. I'm not sure what's going on, uh, whether they're going to rebuild the city, what's going to happen. And I remember looking out one day and there's a storm rolling across the bay and in Darwin, I mean, storms are storms. Like, you know, <laughs> it's so black you can almost reach out and grab it. The lightning is shaking the whole house, elevated home. And I'm looking and I see all these birds are trying to get away from the storm. They're coming across Francis Bay, uh, seagulls, pelicans, uh, flying low to the water, you know. But I just happened to look up and here's this magnificent seagull and he's flying in the opposite direction. All the birds are getting away. He's going straight into the storm front. He'd hit the storm front, and he used his wings just to lift him up. And cat- and he's wheeling around over the top, and he's using the force of the storm, you know. And 
actually enjoying it. That <laughs> seems to be like he's having a good time. And I'm just looking, and that's captured me. I, I could relate. I'm, all of a sudden, I'm in unison. I, I'm in, you know, I'm communicating with this bird. I'm not a, I'm not a greenie, but it, you understand what I'm mm. saying. And I hear the voice of God say to me, that's how you need to live your life. Now, you can run like the others, uh, you know, and cover and fear, or you can use the force of grace, of praise, of worship, the word of God, just to overcome the storms of life. I've never forgotten that. And those sorts of images, uh, and, you know, we're talking maybe uh, a metaphor, you know, the eagle, uh, God, and uh, being lifted, uh, you know, on eagle's wings, the, the currents of, of the winds, and even the direction that the eagle was flying towards the storm, not away from it. Uh, you know, some people say, oh, well, it's a, it's a very devotional way of talking about, uh, about who we are as people, as men. Uh, is that a wrong thing, is, or is that a good thing? Well, I don't think it's wrong, because if you go to almost all ancient cultures, the eagle is held in esteem. Napoleon called his son Little Eagle. The Romans marched under the banner of a golden eagle. They believed that, that the eagle actually was a connection between God and man. Aboriginals, they used them as a totem. Uh, North American Indians, eagle feather. You only could, on the, uh, 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 the fear of death, if you didn't earn it as such. So uh, all the way through, if you look at most the Bible, as I say, God likens us to eagles, mount up with wings like eagles. Doesn't say flap up like a crow. It says mount up with wings like eagles. And so, you know, it's held in high esteem in almost the Americans, the, the, the bald eagle on their coins, on their medals. So almost, uh, I don't know if you know, but even a lot of the lectins which preach from is an, a, a golden eagle with its wings outstretched, which is the, the lectin which you put your Bible on. So almost all ancient cultures hold the eagle in high esteem. Do you have a favourite eagle, Cole Stringer? I mean, when you're talking about the sea eagle, yeah. uh, some will be thinking, uh, what about the majesty of the wedgetail eagle? Is there a favourite eagle that you have? I, I think the wedgetail. Uh, there's something about wedgetails. I mean, if you've ever stopped and looked into the eyes of a wedgetail, they're very intimidating. They don't, like, I remember... Uh, driving on the way to Kununurra. If you want to see eagles get out off the beaten track, driving down every two, three kilometres, there's an eagle sitting on the side of the road. Unfortunately, they're feasting on roadkill. They don't have to hunt anymore, just up and down the freeway, the highway, and they can, the wallabies, the dead pigs, whatever, they feast on it. But I remember pulling up one time, and here's this magnificent wedgetail, like three-metre wingspan, uh, sorry, two-metre wingspan, and he's sitting, he's looking at me, and I, I felt intimidated, like, you move, this is my place, I ain't budget. <laughs> if you talk to pilots, when they get 10,000 feet and above, the only birds they ever encounter are eagles, and they won't move. This is my airspace, you move. I remember even in the Reader's Digest, they, had the, they were talking about the World Hang Glider com uh, uh, competition up at Mount Tambourine some years ago. And there's wedge tails there. They nest there. And they forgot to tell the German pilot, don't, don't go left, go. And he went left and the wedge tails shredded. He actually shredded his, his hang glider, put him in. He said, I thought I was going to die. You know, he said, those birds are crazy. He says, nothing, nothing intimidates them. They're bold birds. 
You mentioned uh, one or two Bible scriptures or alluded to some of those. Uh, Isaiah 40 and verse 31, But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not be faint. Because we've got these uh, illustrations in the scripture about what you will be like, uh, you know, being like the eagle. So uh, so writing something for men today, saying be like the eagle, and from an Aussie perspective, that's, uh, you know, that's uh, certainly relevant, isn't it? Well, that scripture you, you talk about, mount up, it doesn't say flap up. Uh, a lot of flappers in the church, but it says mount up. And when uh, eagles understand the thermal currents, I think I might have shared once before, but uh, thermal currents, when the ground temperature warms up and the, the willy-willies, you know, the dust devils, uh, they learn to ride. They have things on the ends of their wings called, like fingers. They can read the wind. They read, read wind direction, thermal currents. Uh, you watch them out there, you know, 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock in the morning, and the ground temperature hasn't warmed up yet, so there's no thermals. So the flappers of the bird kingdom, the crows, the the <laughs> yep. The galahs are all because <laughs> you know it's hard, hard. But the eagle just sits back and he's waiting. You know, look at these idiots. You know, but about nine o'clock, the ground temperature warms up, the thermals rise, and those eagles just leap. They leap and they they lock their their talent. They, they lock their wings. The pinions lock, and away they go. One thousand, two, two, five, six, eight, ten thousand feet. They can fly a hundred k's for the day, and they come back and they've hardly raised the sweat. Look over at the crows here, <laughs> been flapping all day, you know. But same word for wind, the same word for spirit. Numa in, in, uh, in Greek and uh, uh, trying to think of the word in Hebrew, ruach in Hebrew. Ruach, yep. So uh, there's an, uh, I believe there's an illustration there that eagles understand in any church service there are thermal currents of the Holy Spirit. There's a moving of the spirit that if you are sensitive enough, musicians, pastors usually can pick it up. But, you know, if you're not really in tune, you get up there. I remember sometimes I've been at churches and the spirit of God wants to move in quiet reverence and to get up, clang, clang, ding, 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 and kill the Holy Spirit, bang, shot him in the head. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm saying, are you so thick that you don't even sense that, well, we've got our songs, we'll change your songs. You know, because there's a moving of the Spirit of God in a different direction. And it doesn't say flap up like a crow. It says mount up. Let the, let the, the Spirit of God, let the, they're lifted by the very, you know, the, the thermal currents. And there's this thermal currents of the Spirit in any church service. Well, our special guest this hour is Cole Stringer. And he has a new book. It's called Marakai. It is a book for men focuses on the life of an eagle, displaying those qualities that godly men might aspire to. I want to open our talkback line. You might want to interact with our guest today, Cole Stringer, 1-800-316-316, 1-800-316-316. And you might have your own impressions, even as Cole's touching on things here, that is church sometimes just a... A mechanical way of going through the motions, or is there a wind of the spirit uh, that we might hear and we might uh, get a feeling for when we talk about some of those scriptures about mounting up? Cole, let's take a call. Katie is in Nil. Uh, Katie, welcome yeah. along. Hi, gentlemen. Hi, Neil, and hi, Cole. Um, sorry, I'm just completely blown away by actually being able to call up. I'm sorry. I know this is mainly for men. 
But I just wanted to tell you that the timing of this conversation is incredible. I'm just like sitting, I actually only had about three and a half hours sleep last night because I was working. I'm preparing to restart my business. And I'm actually, and this is not because of this conversation, I was already planning to do this. I'm actually planning to call my business Eagle Opals. Oh, that's good. I was running yes. a business for a couple of years and I was, and then I got like really, I had some personal issues going on at the same time. I was helping one of my sons out. Um, but also, because their father died a couple of years ago, but also, um, sorry, I, then I got trolled online, like, but really badly. I mean, I was physically stalked and a whole heap of stuff happened and I basically had a mental breakdown. Oh. And yeah, I, we brainstormed a heap of names for the business, like a few other different names, and then we settled on the name Eagle Opals. And I'm literally just preparing, like I haven't actually done the logos and things for it yet, but I'm actually preparing to restart. So I just, the timing of this, hearing you guys today, just, Katie, wow. it's, a, it's certainly a good plug for Eagle Opals. <laughs> Let me just say that one more time. Hey, uh, you know, when you're talking Eagles, Katie, what's so special about the Eagle then for you? Um, well, exactly what Cole's talking about. I mean, sorry, I've had a pretty hectic life because I'm also, I'm also, and I'm not, I'm not calling to give myself my business a plug at all. Um, I'm just, uh, that they fly into the storm, that they rise above, I didn't actually, I guess I didn't really know they fly into it, but I knew that they do rise above the storm. Like I have been a Christian for 28 years and I've heard a lot of preaching on eagles. Um, so they're those characteristics uh, that ought to uh, characterise not just men. We're talking primarily yeah. about men, but you know you're going into business. Uh, right. You need to have some level of courage and perseverance yeah. and all of those things. You need yeah. to rise up on the eagle's wings. That's Cole, right. what are your thoughts here for Katie? I think we should pray for Katie's business. Can Let's we do, do that? It. Well, I'll let you lead us. Okay, yes. Lord, we just thank you for this lovely lady, the business that she's about to start, Lord. And so we just lift her up. We're believing for. For, for the blessings of God. Lord, we're believing for favor, favor on that business, that everybody that comes into the store, into that, into contact, Lord, that that favor is evident. Lord, we just thank you. We just believe for, uh, for favor in everything that she does right now. And we just give you the praise and the glory in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Right, thank Katie. So Thank you so much for calling through. 1-800-316-316. We're talking about eagles. You might have your own perspective. Let's take another call. Stephen is in Oberon in New South Wales. Hey, Stephen, welcome. Hey, good day. How are you going? Very well. What are your thoughts? Uh, God bless you. Look, I've been uh, clean and sober just 23 years yesterday. So 23 years and one day through That's great. the 12-step programs. And, uh, Congratulations. Uh, yeah, thanks very much. I was pretty lost and afraid and psychotic and all those things. And um, so I struggled to get into that position where I can help people for for a job. I help people in my spare time. But, uh, you know, I, what I've sort of relayed with the eagle, is take, it has a certain amount of daring and uh, obviously incredible skill. And uh, like you guess was saying, the only thing that flies up Above ten thousand feet, I think you said. Yes. Um, so I'm wondering how I can translate to that to the human experience of uh, taking chances, getting out of that comfort zone. And I took plenty of chances when I was young and crazy on drugs and alcohol, but uh, sober, I seem to be a bit. Uh, Stephen, you're saying what is the inspiration that you can glean, Cole? Your yeah. thoughts here for Stephen. Well, probably I think for me, me anyway, it's the eagle's courage, 
that often they stand alone, uh, you know, just the two of them. You don't see eagles that fly in flocks and mobs. There's usually just one or a couple together. And so they stand against, <clears throat> you know, the, the the pressures of life, the storms of life. And I, I, so I just believe that they're, that you uh, take courage, you know, just from that example. God's not given us a spirit of fear, but one of power and of love and of a sound mind. The righteous are as bold as a lion, the Bible says. Maybe we could say bold as an eagle. Yes, that sounds good. Stephen. I saw one with a fish in its mouth on the, over at uh, Narrabee North on the northern beach of Sydney, and it flew past me. I was up on a bit of a viewpoint. I didn't have the camera quite ready, though, to get a good photo. That's what I find too when you've uh, got that perfect wildlife shot that you're seeing in front of you. You haven't got time to get your camera out. <laughs> next, next time you're uh, at a zoo or somewhere where the wedge tail is, uh, get a little closer and look into those eyes. My goodness, there's, those eyes are so intimidating. Uh, you know, that's what I like about them. They just don't, they're not intimidated by man like a lot of birds are, a lot of animals are, but eagles are not. So. Stephen in Oberon, thank you so much for your call. We're going to break for news and continue our conversation. Our special guest is Cole Stringer. He has his new book out. It's called Marakai, Ruler of the Sky. It's about courage, faithfulness and endurance. It is specifically aimed at men, but undoubtedly men and women will get the same sorts of wonderful insights. Let's come back to this for us. Uh, the qualities of an eagle with regard to men. Uh, how do you bring that out, just for listeners who are just joining our conversation now? Okay, well, when I wrote this book, it's not written strictly on Christian things. I've bring the Bible in, but I've written it also to men that aren't Christians or just on the verge of the church. And one of the things I found here, these anthropologists, uh, one of them lived in the North Siberian native community for a while, and they find here there is an interaction between man and wildlife. It says here... I saw that in the 19th century, falconers and those with eagles were projecting into their hawks and eagles all the male qualities they thought were being threatened by modern life, wilderness, power, virility, courage, independence, strength. By identifying with these birds, eagles and hawks that they trained, they could interject or repossess these qualities. At the same, same time, they could exercise their power by civilizing a wild and primitive creature, masculinity and conquest, two imperial myths for the price of one. Uh, it says here that they assumed the power and strength of the eagle. The eagle assumed the manners of a man. Anyway, that's from an anthropologist's point of view. Uh, some might say, oh, is there uh, is this stretching things a little too far by saying that, you know, we can learn godly character from animals? Uh, and so <laughs> some might have a, a worry with that. Uh, I'm not sure what the actual worry might be because uh, because I don't think we need to be concerned about that. But to glean something of a deeper spirituality because of the fact that there are 30 references in the Bible yeah. and uh, there are references to humanity and to God. Uh, I, I don't worship eagles, but I, I love eagles. And I have learnt also just observing them, their family, their strength of family. Eagles mate for life. I mean, that's, that's biblical for a start. And uh, the qualities we can learn, well, Scripture even talks about, you know, that uh, 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 how we treat animals for a start. And, you know, I, I just think, I believe anyway, that you can 
judge a lot by a person, by the way they actually treat animals and wildlife, particularly their dogs and horses. I don't trust people that treat their animals badly. Uh, let me give you an example. My dad was a professional hang- kangaroo shooter. We blew Skippy away. <laughs> I feel a lot of love coming. So we're talking about treating animals nice. Some people might have a problem with that. I know. That. But anyway, that's what he did for a living after yes, the war. Yes. You know. But I remember there that, that uh, I, I was brought up that I looked after the animals. I was not allowed to mistreat my dog whatsoever. I'd get a smack in the ear if I didn't. In fact, my dad would put me in charge of feeding the dogs. That was my responsibility. And like a kid, I'd forget sometimes and go swimming. I'd come home, sit down, mum, dish up my tea. And my dad said, have you fed the animals yet? And I said, no, I'll feed them later. He said, no, you won't. He'd take my dinner away. He says, they're relying on you. He says, you know, whether they eat or not, is they're relying on you. And so he said, and I'd go out and I'd kick the dog or the cat, but I'm growing up, I still feed my dog before I eat myself <laughs> because they're relying yep. on you. And so there's certain things, well, Bible says also, first the natural, then the spiritual. Uh, people think it's the other way around. Will you check it out? It says first the natural and then the spiritual. So there's things that we can learn from the natural world and apply them, I believe, in the spiritual. 1-800-316-316. You might want to join into our conversation today. Let's take a call. Rowena is in Bunbury in WA. Hi, Rowena. Welcome along. Hello, gentlemen. Good morning from sunny WA. Uh-huh. Wonderful to hear Bunbury, from you. Bunbury, beautiful place. What are your thoughts, Rowena? Um, I just wanted to share with something I'm... I saw the other day. In Bunbury, we do have some small eagles. They're nothing like the wedgies up north that I've seen. Um, But outside my house, um, we have a couple of eagles in a big tree. Um, But we also have some crows nearby who are nesting. And as it's chick season, the crows are all getting a bit antsy whenever an eagle flies by. And I was sitting out the front with my husband, and we were just watching this eagle. And this crow just kept coming up and pecking at it and pecking at it and pecking at it. And the eagle just continued on completely ignored it and I feel like God's saying in the storms of life when you rise up on those thermals the enemy's going to come across and he's going to try and peck at you and peck at you and distract you and lead you away and put fear into your life and doubt and and you're going to lose faith but he says if you just continue on rising on those thermals you just continue on that journey and do not give the enemy anything because the crow knows he can't go head to head with the eagle he knows all he's got is intimidation, and that's all the enemy's got with us. So I just feel like somebody out there might need to hear it. I need to hear it myself. In those storms of life, when the enemy comes in and he tries to peck at us, we've got to focus on what we were doing. We've got to focus on God, because at the end of the day, that's where we're going to go. And our journey isn't a journey in the natural. Our journey is a journey to the spiritual. And so I feel like um, maybe God's just saying focus on that now rather than just what's going on in your life because it's easy to get tangled in and, and get distracted. But really, God's got a goal set in front of us and he wants us to focus on that. Rowena, good thoughts. Yeah. Uh, what's your response here, Cole? Well, we were talking about before, we can use the analogy, the eagle has two sets of eyelids. One, it's called the nictitating membrane. So it's normal eyes when it's flying around. But when it goes into combat, well, when it's going to attack prey, it drops a thing called a nictitating membrane over the eye to protect it. Uh, An eagle's eyes are seven times stronger than a human being's. They can see a mouse at a couple of kilometres. And I think, you know, we have two sets of eyes as well, the spiritual and the natural. And I think we need to be aware of that, you know, that some people are 
you know, you know, maybe more locked into the natural than the supernatural. But as I say, that we we have our earthly eyes, we have our spiritual eyes. And so I think we need to be aware of that. That's just something we can also learn from the eagle. Uh, Rowena, thank you for a great contribution. 1-800-316-316 to join in our conversation. Let's continue to take some calls. Uh, Alfie is in Corrigan in WA. Hi, Alfie. Welcome along. Yeah, g'day. Um, I just want to talk to um, Coley. Yeah, how are you, mate? Yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a male. I'm from Darwin. I'm a Larrakia man. Oh, yeah. good. Oh, good on you. How long since you left yeah. Darwin? I've been down here three years. Just been working down here, but um, this is where the Lord has brought me down here. Great. But um, yeah, um, I've got a daughter that um, that she uh, she lives in. She's from Jabiru. She's from the Mirar mob. Right. And their totem is the, is um, uh, Woody, which is a white bellied seagull. Yeah, that's right. Well, I called it Marakai. So when you get a book, I called a book. Yeah, yeah. Because th- Marakai Plains out there. Round. Yeah, well, well Go on. that's what I was going to ask you because um, that Marikai, did you know Peter and Wendy Thompson? Yes, yes. He's a hunter out there. Yes, yes. yes. I well, used like, to... Wendy goes to the. Sorry? Go on. He, he used to come into my gun shop when I had a gun shop in Darwin before I was in ministry. Yeah, well, he passed my 84, but he became a Christian. Yes. And his wife, Wendy, goes to the same church as I do, Darwin Community Church. Oh, and wow. Wendy and I have been doing uh, prison ministry at Berriman and, and Holt for the last 20 years. Wow. That's great. Yeah, so um, you probably I would, wanted to touch base. Sorry? You probably would have known Peter Morgan too, the Morgan mob. and Yeah, 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 yeah. Robin and, but, and Priscilla uh, were their daughters. Uh, Priscilla's, yeah, the Greens. Yeah, Priscilla is married to my best friend, the pastor up in Darwin, Don Dawson. So, Yeah, Don, yeah. Yeah. But just um, what I, what I wanted to touch base with you because I wanted to try and tell you a story, just another thing about the uh, the did you do story that I wanted to try and tell you about. Right. But I'll have to get in contact with you, so that's why I'm just ringing up now, so I can get in contact with you. If I can get a, how can I contact you? Uh, let me give you my email. That'd be the best way. It's it's just col c o just c o l at. Hang on, I'll write it down. Col, I'll just take a pen and paper. Yeah, c o l at col stringer yeah. one word. Yeah. Dot com. That's it. Okay. Send me, okay, yeah, send, yeah. send me the story. That'd be great. We'll make contact. Yeah, you'll be. Yeah, well, because that's where I've been money. Because I actually make didgeridoos. I want to tell that didgeridoo story. Oh, good. I'd like to share it with you. That's great. Great stuff, Alfie. Yeah, okay. uh, he, uh, good to hear from you. And uh, you know, well, it's a nice little opportunity for a little reunion there. So one eight hundred three sixteen three sixteen. If you want to join in our conversation, we are talking about eagles. Uh, let's get another listener. Jem is in Dubbo in New South Wales. Hey, Jem, welcome. Jim, yes. How are you? Good. Is Jim? Did you say? Jem, J E M. Wonderful to hear from you, Jem. What are your thoughts? Um, well, I just came in from outside and I heard your program on, on Eagles, so I just thought I'd try. I just, um, uh, years ago, I used to live in Victoria and I would drive five and a half hours over to Wakery, over in South Australia, and I would do gliding. Mm. And if you want to see Eagles, the most beautiful creatures they're up there with you while you're gliding you're you're coming down on the thermals yes um and the the eagles would be just flying around you it's the most beautiful isolation thing but it's beautiful it's like being with god <laughs> were they ever ag- um, aggressive to you in your your glider no no oh that's good but, that's great 
that I've actually got a um, white eagle on my on my profile picture because I read the book from Rick Joyner years ago about the white eagles uh, that are coming in the end times. Oh, okay. I haven't read that. It's um, about the white eagles. They would come down and they'd eat the snakes from the ground. Um, I don't know. I think the book's called The Call. Okay. By Rick, by Rick Joyner, if you can ever get a copy of it. Uh, the cover uh, of my cover of my new book here, I've got a seagull attacking a green, a green snake. That's on the cover, so... Yeah, well, it's well, it's the eagle. The, um, was it? Um, and I've seen a couple. Of, when you're going up to Lightning Ridge, when you're driving from Dubbo to Lightning Ridge, you can often you can often see the eagles. Uh, they just fly around. I don't know what they're looking for. Maybe snakes or something. I don't know. But the last time they had that big flood, um, when they had oh, when it was raining and raining from Canamble, and I was the only silly bugger on the road. I had the bus, and I was planning up the road and I was looking up the road and there was an eagle and I was thinking, what on earth is that there for? But it was it was just watching me. Yes. And I think that I think sometimes God sends birds and things when you fly when you when you um when you're driving to protect you. Uh, to let you know that, you know, he has angels around you. Jim, wonderful to hear from you. And, uh, you know, our talkback line open, 1-800-316-316. Appreciate some good insights uh, in all of that and some stories to tell. And, uh, you know, sometimes just pausing and listening to the stories, uh, you know, and I'm just picturing now, you know, the road to Lightning Ridge. And I've, yeah. seen an, I've seen an eagle out on that road too, as you were referring to a little earlier, Cole, uh, often sitting on roadkill. And so... On the way to Kananara, to Kimberley. <laughs> well, uh, they're all over the, the, the nation. and uh, But yes, it is a majestic sight to see yeah. a wedge-tailed eagle, uh, whether it's on roadkill on the side of the road. And I saw one just recently in Tasmania too, just oh. out of the... just driving past yes. and uh, and just flying off into some timbered uh, areas uh, in southern Tasmania so so we can see them everywhere they're all over Australia let's come let's come back to our, uh, our our spiritual conversation here we're talking about eagles with regard to men um, one of the things you did mention I thought we'd just pick back up on is that uh, you know male and female eagles partner for life yes and and so there's this sort of traditional husband-wife uh, in a marriage. Uh, is this the sort of thing you talk about in your book? Yes, it is. Uh, uh, Marakai meets up with with an, a female sea eagle called Bungie, and so it goes on through there that they raise their family together. Uh, cyclones, uh, wild characters, Aboriginals, all those sort of things they go through. But they do, they mate for life. I mean, short of uh, one not die. I mean, unless one dies, they won't take another mate. But what I love also is they go through a courtship. They actually go up and lock talons and free fall. I've got photos in the book as well. They free fall together. And a lot of people don't know that and they don't really believe it, but I've actually got it caught on, on video. Foot and uh, it's just wonderful to see. They lock their talons and they just free fall together. And they don't just do that before they mate, but they go through it regularly as like a courtship. Okay, let's talk some more about these uh, these issues of courage and faithfulness, uh, endurance. Uh, you know, when you talk about uh, 
two eagles mating for life. You've got a sort of commitment. Uh, there's a family illustration in all of that, but, you know, the courage, the faithfulness, the endurance, uh, these are the sorts of things that do characterize eagles. And and you're saying here and in your book, and you're targeting not just people in church, but those who are on the fringes. Yes. How do you bring in this divine quality? I mean, we talked about the eagles being mentioned, you know, 30 times old in New Testament, That's that right. God has something of the illustration of the eagle for us today. Well, a lot of people are interested in wildlife, particularly today. I mean, some of the most popular programs, you know, uh, Richard Attenborough, things like that. I mean, go on Netflix, some of the most popular programs. So I can use that as a lead-in and uh, uh, an opener, even if you're in the street or something like that or you're just starting to talk to people. And it's very easy to broach the subject like that and sort of lead into it from that perspective. Uh, when when I lived in Darwin, you know, uh, I had a lot of friends that weren't Christians, particularly from fishing and things like that. But there was always a common denominator when you start to talk about wildlife, eagles, things like that, and uh, e- easy to broach the subject. And the same even in the church. My best-selling book is my book on eagles, mm. on eagles' wings. Joyce Myers even promotes it big time. Uh, and, you know, she said... I'm fascinated by these birds. So you get, I mean, I've had uh, Tom Tate, our mayor, uh, even the, uh, the governor from Western Australia, people like that contact me for that book because it, it's something that I just think most people are fascinated. Eagles, horses, dogs, things like that. I mean, you can talk to anybody about those sort of things. Spiritualizing the image of an eagle, though, as we yeah, can get into, because, as you say, this is a, a biblical thing, and uh, the faithfulness, the courage, these are the sorts of things, these are dimensions uh, that we need to aspire to as men, uh, that women as well. But even when you were mentioning earlier the, the two sets of eyes, uh, that when the eagle gets into strong wind, this second yes. eye, comes down and uh, it, it creates a protection yeah. uh, in the highest levels. This thought of being able to see both in the natural or in the spiritual, this is a, a significant dimension here. And so uh, for men in particular, uh, sometimes we want to see things through secular eyes and, yeah, uh, right. and, we, yeah. and we're yeah. not looking for anything spiritual to talk about. But these sorts of qualities of an eagle lead us into a conversation that takes us into, well, is there two ways of seeing? Is there something in the natural we can talk about in the spiritual? And this creates obvious opportunity for conversation. Well, we remember the story with uh, uh, Elisha and Gehazi, his servant, and uh, they look up and the armies of the Syrians are coming, thousands and thousands, and the prophet says, oh, it's okay, mate, there's more of them with us than them out there. Gehazi goes, 10,000, 20,000, looks at the one, two. He says, mate, you must have been born at night. You know, you can't see him properly in the daytime, you know. And he says, no, there's more of them than with us. And then he says, Lord, open his spiritual eyes, the second set. And his eyes are open and he sees these angels. Remember the story? I mean, yes, and so uh, you've got the chariots of fire and them. surrounded by the army of the Lord. Well, they, uh, were, they were there all the time. But the fact that he couldn't see it until his spiritual eyes were opened. And it's the same, I believe, with us. And a lot of times we're looking at things in the natural, 
let's just take the example of what's happening in the Middle East right now. I mean, you can look at it as a completely natural thing or you can see the hand of, I mean, this is written in Scripture. It's going to happen whether we like it, we don't like it, whatever's going to, it's, it's in Scripture. It's prophesied. I mean, the, the Bible is coming alive to us right now. So, but you need to be able to see that. Let me just put you on the spot here uh, because uh, here we are, Aussies, and we're looking with concern yes. at what has been happening, unfolding in the Middle East around Israel yes. and a war with Hamas. Uh, so taking the eagle illustration, the two sets of eyes, seeing yes. a natural, seeing a spiritual, um, how do you think things look spiritually? Uh, if you are... If you were, uh, you know, uh, doing a larger and uh, and uh, Gehazi. Gehazi, if you were uh, looking to have opened eyes, what do you think you might see? Well, certainly prophecy being fulfilled, definitely. I mean, you don't have to go. I mean, you've got to be thick. My wife was just telling me that she's never been able to talk to a hairdresser. Her hairdresser's asking her questions. What the <clears throat> is happening out there right now, you know? And so Jen said, I don't even have to ask anymore. People are asking me what is going So they can see even people that are thick as a brick spiritually can see what's happening in the Middle East is the, is the, you know, the end times coming together really, I mean, really quick. I don't know how much longer we've got, but it can't be too long. Somebody said to me, you know, is Jesus coming? I said, I think he's a couple of days late. You know, I mean, it's obvious what's happening. Now, you know, whether you and I... Nobody condones innocent life, but Israel is fighting for its life, you know, and people are saying, you know, Hamas, okay, but nevertheless, Hamas did pick the fight. I mean, they picked, Israel's not just going in willy-nilly. I mean, I'm not condoning innocent lives, but what, I mean, would you imagine if New Zealand was shooting rockets in on us right now, what we would do? I mean... Imagine if Mexico were shooting rockets into the United States. They'd wipe them off the face of the earth. But I just see that, you know, this is prophecy being fulfilled right now before our very eyes. And so open those spiritual eyes. And I guess you can bring spiritual insight and eyes, uh, a God's eye view to lots of the circumstance that might be unfolding around the world right now. But not only big things, but perhaps even the circumstances that might be unfolding in your own marriage, in your own family, in your own church community. So uh, having that second set of eyes clearly, undoubtedly, as something that we can glean very powerfully from this image of the eagle. Well, time's running out here, Cole. Um, one of the nation's best-loved authors, uh, Marakai, is the new book. And Cole has written 40 books. Uh, there's lots of them. So this is a new one. Marakai, Courage, Faithfulness, Endurance. That's his newest book. It is available in the Vision Store. Make a great Christmas present. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no doubt, uh, you know, listeners might want to get a, a hold of one of those as a Christmas gift. But uh, other books, too, you can get a hold. And Cole did mention... Um, on Eagle's Wings. You said that's actually your biggest selling book. Um, you wrote one we were talking about just recently. I think it must be last year now. John, from the Son of Thunder to the Apostle of Love. And he's the, called the Eagle of God. Okay. So there's eagles uh, throughout a little bit of a, a thread there. Yeah. Um, most famous, too, for some of your books like 800 Horsemen. 
and uh, Australia's Christian Heritage uh, and Fighting Mackenzie. Uh, so those are available, vision.org.au. They're available in the Vision store. But uh, Colstringer, always appreciate a good conversation and you never know where it's going to lead. And, uh, and you know, there might be some who are thinking, isn't this uh, stretching things? But no, I think uh, just bringing that illustration is just absolutely full of beauty. Thank you so much for joining us today, Cole. Uh, and uh, just quickly to colstringer.com. Cole even gave his personal email address a little earlier. If you were uh, able to capture that, you could send him a personal message. But you'll be able to also send him a message at colestringer.com. Uh, Cole, thanks for joining us on 2020. You can relax now, Neil. It's all over. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.